2: Welcome into an audio only version of College Football Smothered and Covered. My name is Barrett Salee. I appreciate you checking out the show. This show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515, coastalvibevacations.com, specializing in vacation rentals along the Gulf Coast of Florida, Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton Beach. Plenty of stuff to do there, whether it be renting ocean toys, Going to great bars, great restaurants with the family. Anything you want to do, Okaloosa High Island has it for you. Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515, coastalvibevacations.com. This is an audio-only version of the show. And for those who have not seen the social media accounts, I jacked up my knee in a big, big way. So no skiing for me. Only one day of skiing on this four-day trip which kind of sucks. Now I've got a giant robotic brace on my right knee, going to get it checked out when we get back to Atlanta. But a lot of college football stuff to discuss. And look, this is the offseason. Not many teams have started spring ball. So in our industry, you get some very interesting odds and marketing emails from either uh, offshore or onshore Gambling services. And I don't know if it's because I'm in Colorado or not. And, you know, Steve Jobs and, uh, and Tim Cook are spying on me using location services. But I got one this morning from BetColorado.com. And it's interesting because it is the odds for Coach Dion Sanders' next team. And... One thing that jumped out to me is that Colorado is not on this list, obviously, because it's for his next team. But um, there's no even money on anything like this. So uh, we're going to start at the top. And we're going to start with Florida State at plus 600. That's the most likely destination for Coach Prime whenever he decides to move on from Colorado, or if ever, if he ever decides to move on from Colorado. Florida State at plus 600, the percent chance of this, which is interesting, you, you usually don't get percent chances in these emails. Usually it's just a, they throw up a bunch of odds and they're like, oh, okay, let's see what sticks, who talks about it, and then we might get some, some customers from it. But for, Florida State's not getting rid of their coach. Florida State is not getting rid of Mike Norvell. And you know he re-upped with Florida State they're very happy with them. It's not his fault that they didn't get into the college football playoff last year. It's not his fault that Jordan Travis got hurt. So I'd love to know from Betcolorado.com. And if anybody from Betcolorado.com listens to College Football Smothered and Covered, please hit me up. I'd love to know why in the hell would Florida State be on this list to begin with, much less be the most likely team for Deion Sanders. They're not firing Mike Norvell anytime soon. And Mike Norvell's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's got a great gig at Florida State. And the reason I say it's a great gig, and we'll talk about the turmoil at Florida State off the field a little bit later in the show. And I know that might play in to what Mike Norvell decides to do, or at least... Be part of the talking point. But that's a dumb talking point, because if you're Mike Norvell, you can feast on the ACC until the legal battle settles itself, and then you can do whatever you want, wherever you go, whatever conference you're independent, I don't care. So Mike Norvell's going to be sitting there, cash in checks, dominating a Power four conference. For the foreseeable future. That's going to play okay in Tallahassee. Just saying it's probably going to play okay in Tallahassee. On top of that, he operates the transfer portal pretty much the same way Deion Sanders does. Not necessarily to that extent, but pretty much the same way that Deion Sanders does. You look at who was on that team last year. Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, Trey Benson. All those guys are transfers. What does Deion do well? He gets transfers. Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, all those guys, right? So why in the hell would Florida State get rid of Mike Norvell? Doesn't make any sense. All right, next on this list, and two teams are tied for the next most likely destinations for Deion Sanders. And that is Florida and Arkansas. Now, these two make sense. They're at plus 1,000. The percent chance of Dion taking those jobs are tied at 9.1%. So these, this is interesting. We'll start with Florida. They're probably going to get rid of Billy Napier if he's 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five because I don't care how tough the schedule is. The Florida fan base is just not going to tolerate that especially if Dion's out there, but they're just not going to tolerate that in general because you're talking about three straight mediocre seasons, way worse than whatever Dan Mullen did in his previous three seasons. So a coaching vacancy in Florida is very likely, especially when you factor in the schedule to me though. And look, I I think Dion would kill it at Florida. I think he would inject a a ton of um, enthusiasm into that program, much needed enthusiasm, he would absolutely hit the transfer portal, which is something that Florida would definitely needs because from a roster standpoint, they're nowhere close to where they need to be in terms of competing in the SEC. I just don't know if Dion would want to go to his rival. Maybe he would. Maybe he would like to stick at to Florida State. I just don't see that happening, though. He, he has too much pride in himself, his ego. If he rebuilds Florida and builds them back better than Florida State. I just, I can't see that situation developing. Now, at Arkansas, I absolutely could see this happening. For those that don't remember, pre-Chad Morris, when Arkansas hired Chad Morris, Dion was still, I believe he was in Texas, doing high school stuff, doing his school. And... He lobbied behind the scenes for that Arkansas job, and Arkansas was interested. I'm not necessarily sure if they officially interviewed him, but I think there was some talk. There were talks. There was some flirtation between Arkansas and Coach Prime. It didn't work out. Arkansas hired Chad Morris. That was a disaster. Sam Pittman got hired. He's okay. I love Sam Pittman. Great dude. Would love to have a beer with him. I love talking to him. It's fair to say that this year he's on the hot seat, not the hottest seat in the SEC, not the hottest seat in the country, but if he doesn't perform, there probably will be a vacancy there. It's one thing for Dion to have a mediocre season in the PAC 12. But what if he goes to the big 12 next year when Colorado makes the jump and is decent? That is way more proof than Arkansas needs to, to go higher coach prime and I don't know if y'all are aware of this but Deion Sanders is a pretty prideful guy he, he he's a big fan of himself so going to the SEC and potentially dominating in the SEC seems like something that he would be a fan of doing if he finds the right job that's the problem though what's the right job Can he dominate at Arkansas? Probably not. He probably cannot dominate at Arkansas. But that's the thing. Does he want that challenge? And I think of all the people that Arkansas could hire, and look, this is going to come off really bad to Arkansas fans. You're not going to get a much better coach, and in the new look SEC, you're not going to be much better than average. So how do you fix that? You take a risk. And hiring Deion Sanders could potentially be a risk that pays off. Might not. But if you're Arkansas, you need to roll the dice from here on out. Because with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC, again, you're not going to be anything other than an average to maybe slightly above average program if you keep, going with somewhat traditional SEC-based hires. If you're at Arkansas, you need to recruit Texas. Deion Sanders obviously has a ton of ties in Texas, both with his post-professional football career and his professional career with the Cowboys. So at plus 1,000, 9.1%, we've gone through Florida State, Florida, and Arkansas. And these odds courtesy of betcolorado.com. I'd put Arkansas out of those three, far more likely as the number one landing spot of those three and probably the country So moving on the next one and we'll plow through these a little bit quicker because you know these are a little bit more fun a little bit more unlikely auburn at plus 12,000 a 7.7% chance according to betcolorado.com This is a bunch of crap <laughs> This is a bunch of crap they're not going to fire Hugh Freeze And look, I know a little bit about Auburn. Family had season tickets forever. Grew up going to those games. Dad and stepdad went there. Stepdad played there. I went there. Worked in the media relations department. My wife and all my friends and family are off. I know a little bit about the Plains. There is not a chance in hell they don't give Hugh Freeze a couple more years. I don't care what happens in 2024. I know it's a cutthroat business and we saw what happened with Brian Harson. and we know they fired Dean Chiswick two years after winning a national championship and Gus Malzahn's seat was hot, cold, warm, whatever for the entire, the tenure of his career outside of the 2013, 2014 seasons. But I think they they understand that the roster is extremely thin. They understand on the planes that they need to build the, the, the roster back to a point where they need to go through multiple transfer portal windows and multiple seasons and multiple high school recruiting cycles to at least be competitive with the Georgias and the Texases of the world. Now, in two seasons, could things change and maybe they go after Coach Prime? There are too many chefs in the Auburn's kitchen to let Prime take control of the program. And yes, that is a criticism of Auburn. There are too many chefs in the kitchen. That's always been the case. Things have changed a little bit, and great, that's fine. But, and and it works. I I think Auburn is beautifully, I always talk about beautifully dysfunctional on the show. You guys know I always talk about being beautifully dysfunctional. Auburn is a microcosm of that as a program within a sport that is beautifully dysfunctional. Because it has worked. The Auburn way has worked. So those chefs are not leaving that kitchen. So they're not going to give Dion what he wants, which is full control.
0: This is the story of the wand. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
1: what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
2: Next up on this list of odds from betcolorado.com, the U plus 1750, a 5.4% chance for Coach Prime, tied with USC on this list from betcolorado.com, incidentally. Uh, Dion is... Perfect for Miami. Absolutely perfect. And they're, they're fed up with Mario Cristobal. The time management thing is a problem, it's a big, big problem. And think about how well he can recruit in South Florida. Mario Cristobal was supposed to be the guy that comes in and rekindles the fire of the U that takes the region from I-4 South and turns it back in to the state of Miami. He has not done that. Now, it is a lot harder to do that than it was 20 years ago because everybody else is involved in the region, the area as well. But Dion can sell the entire program to that region, that fan base, that area. Look, I've said for years that the, the, the biggest problem at Miami is the stadium. And I know that's an easy criticism of the program. It is a massive problem. Nobody wants to play in front of 10,000 people inside of an NFL stadium. And it's a revamped stadium, and it's beautiful, but nobody wants to do that. If Miami can build a 25,000, 30,000-seat stadium on campus or near campus, and I know real estate is really, really expensive in Coral Gables and the surrounding areas, but that's all they need. And I urge you guys to, to, this is not really off track, go look at Snapdragon Stadium, for San, Ho- San Diego State. If Miami built something that nice, a little bit bigger, they'd kill it. And guess who can raise those funds? Coach Prime. He can do it. He can 100% do it. So I would, at plus seventeen fifty. 17 50 I'm in Colorado right now. I don't know if I can actually bet on this. I'm going to actually go research that a little bit later on today because, again, I'm sitting here laid up in the hotel room with a giant mechanical brace on my knee. So I don't really have much any, anything else to do. But at plus 1750, that's good enough for a little bit of a flyer. And Miami is tied in these odds with USC at plus 1750, 5.4% chance. USC's not going to fire Lincoln Riley. They've invested too much. The coup to get him from Oklahoma was such a big deal. And the dude led Caleb Williams to a Heisman Trophy. That matters. The offensive production matters. The way they've been able to go out and hit the transfer portal, build a great offense, it matters. However... As is the case with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, he doesn't give a crap about defense. So if they do let him go, they would need to see multiple seasons beyond 2024 where he neglects his defense. And that could happen. But I think the bigger reason and the more likely reason that he's on this list is if he goes to the NFL. Now, I absolutely could see Lincoln having those aspirations. I could absolutely see Lincoln with NFL desires. I think his ego writes checks that his body can't cash because he doesn't focus on fundamentals, especially tackling. But he's a phenomenal offensive genius. If Cliff Kingsbury can get a job in the NFL, Lincoln Riley absolutely can. However, what happens at USC next season or the season after? If they continue with this all-gas, no-breaks format, and I say that, defense, all-gas, no-breaks for the, uh, for the or offense, all-gas, defense, no-breaks, then who's going to want him? Who's going to want him? I don't see anybody really wanting him. All that much. And then on these betcolorado.com odds for Deion Sanders' next team, Other is at plus 120, 45.5% chance. Other is the most likely. I'd love to know who Other is. I'd really like to know what team Other is because it is at plus 120 ahead of all these other teams. But uh, very interesting odds from betcolorado.com on Dion Sanders' next team. Now, this show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations. If you're looking to a, for, for a vacation rental along the beautiful Gulf Coast of Florida, Coastal Vibe Vacations has you covered. 850-888-0515, Vacations.com. A beautiful area on Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton. It's about 10 minutes from the heart of Destin, But Okaloosa Island, a hidden gem. So much to do for you and your family. Water sports, restaurants, bars, you name it. Okaloosa Island has it. Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850 880515 805 CoastalVibeVacations.com. Now, last thing, we talked about Florida State with Dion and the odds from BetColorado.com. Look, I, I think if you guys have listened to the early... Editions of this revamped format of college football smothered and covered. You absolutely know my new reaction to all of this off field, all of this realignment, all of this administrative stuff. It's like Jonathan Moxon in Varsity Blues when his dad wants to talk about the Gilroy game. Moxon looks at him and says, Tell me who wins. And that's my mindset when it comes to all of this stuff. Tell me who wins. I don't care about the process anymore. I'm tired of it. I want to talk about football. I don't want to sit here and talk about how to revamp NIL, realignment, all that stuff. I know it matters a lot. It will work itself out. And like I say on this show all the time, the sport is beautifully dysfunctional. With that said, we're going to talk about stuff off the field because the Florida State ACC battle that, began brewing shortly after the end of the regular season. That'll have ripple effects. There's no doubt. And and I said, when this whole thing started, and I say it now, there's absolutely no way Florida State stays in the ACC until 2036. Zero chance. I know the exit fee is like $11 billion. But we've heard Florida State's already raising money through private capital. I think it was J.P. Morgan. There's no reason to be in a relationship when both parties want out. It's bad for everybody. And I think Florida State understands that there's going to be some concessions that have to be made. They're going to have to pay something. And the ACC knows they can't look bad. They can't drag this on because it is a stain on the conference. To me, This is the last step in a a wave of realignment that will, I think, last for a very long time. Because essentially, you're going to have four conferences, the power four. Yes, the SEC and Big Ten are more powerful. But I mean, look, I, I know folks are like, how could you have a Big Two? We have that now. The SEC and Big Ten already have more money. It's not really anything different than we have now. So Florida State to me, leaving the ACC. Where are they going to go? The natural reaction is the SEC. They're in the SEC footprint. The you know Bobby Bowden chose the ACC way back when because he thought it'd be easier to win, which is one hundred percent true. But that's that's not proof of anything. That's a generation ago, two generations ago. I think they would go independent for a while and then maybe the Big 12 scoops them up. I don't think the Big 10 would. Um, So that leaves the SEC, but why? there will be enough draw from Florida State to maybe weave in a couple of other teams that decide to go independent, sell it to whatever streaming service they want and still be competitive. So independent, I think, is something that needs to be looked at more. I'm not saying they won't be gobbled up by the SEC. That's probably more likely than anything else because the hush-hush, wink-wink, nod-nod arrangement between among South Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky, and Florida not to add teams from other conferences that are within their states, it doesn't matter anymore. That has blown up. So I could certainly see Greg Sankey saying, screw it, we're going to go to Florida State. But I think we need to keep our options open. But there's no doubt this marriage is going to end, I think sooner rather than later. But certainly, um, I would say right now it's 2024. I'd say by the end of 2026, Florida State will be out of the uh, ACC. That'll do it for this edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. I appreciate you checking out the show. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, uh, hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. Uh, as well as Google Podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube and you're watching on Rumble, this is just a giant little graphic of sound waves because, again, uh, audio-only version of the show. I'm stuck in Colorado with a giant mechanical brace on my knee. Uh, we will get back. I don't think we'll be able to do one Wednesday because that's when we're flying home, but uh, Thursday certainly we'll be back at home doing a video edition, a normal edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Enjoy your Tuesday.